Welcome to CPAC's Today in Politics podcast. It's Wednesday, February 8th. I'm Julie Van Dusen. The big political story of the day, more money for health care. $196 billion, that's how much health care funding Prime Minister Justin Trudeau put on the table, along with some conditions for the provinces. We need better support for our frontline workers. We need better infrastructure. We need better data. We need better access to medical, to, uh, to mental health care. We need flexibility uh, on uh, delivering services, some online, some in person, that we've learned through the pandemic. There is a need uh, to really make sure that Canadians are feeling and seeing the improvements in our health care system. Here's what some of the premiers had to say. There wasn't a lot in the way of new, new, uh, new funding. Uh, that is uh, a part of this package that has been put together by the federal government. And so, um, you know, I think to, to say the least, I think we were a little disappointed at that. What we see this as is a, is a starting point. It's a, it's a down payment on, on further discussions. We'll have the 5% of increase, but we didn't get the good part of the 28 billion uh, that we were asking for in the basis. The host of CPAC's Primetime Politics, Michael Serapio, is here to help me assess the offer and the Premier's reactions. Michael, it's great to see you. And obviously, those were uh, big talks uh, between the Premiers and the Prime Minister. From the outside world, it sounds like a lot of money, $196.1 billion promised over 10 years, $46.2 billion of it new funding. What are the Premiers saying? Yeah, and good morning, Julie. Yeah, you know, you're right. From the outside world, and really, and in raw terms, we are talking about a really big number here, obviously, as you say, nearly $200 billion. But, you know, the problem, the sticking point is that $46.2 billion that you talked about, because that's spread over 10 years. And when you divide that, you're, you're talking about less than $5 billion in additional new money per year. And what the premiers were really looking for was 28 billion. That was, you know, that was at least their starting point. So, you know, they came nowhere near the 28 billion annually that the premiers were were wanting. So, you know, not surprisingly, when the previous Heather news conference yesterday afternoon, you know, Heather Stephenson, who, who, who chairs the Council of the Federation right now, said, you know, she was she was diplomatic in her tone. They, they weren't outwardly condemning it, but they were saying they're disappointed. They're disappointed mm-hmm. uh, because it's, it's far short of what they wanted. Uh, and also, when you look at the language that the federal government was using, coming into this meeting and, and, and bear in mind, remember that back in November, the, the health ministers uh, uh, of the Federation failed to actually come up with agreements. The language, language they were talking about was this transformative change. We got to look at the way healthcare is being delivered onwards and onwards. We're going to look for conditions. Uh, at the end of the day, this is not money that creates transformative change. And so for the premiers, they really are, um, yeah, again, to, to use the word disappointed with the number that they're looking at. Well, they were looking for a bigger piece of cake, obviously, and they got a smaller piece mm-hmm. of cake, but they still have more cake than they had. So will they take the cake? Yeah. <laughs> you got me so hungry early in the morning, Julie Van <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, eating cake right now, so there we go. go. Ahead. <laughs> there we go. Well, you, you know, um, I don't know that they have much choice. You know, at the end of the day, you're right. This is more money. Than, than than what they were receiving beforehand. Uh, they were able to to meet with the prime minister, which which they've been calling for for months now. Um, and you know, I no one is in a, in, in, at a point when it comes to health care 
to be able to, to say no to money. This, this country is in crisis. We talked about it last week, the millions of Canadians without primary care. Uh, you know, the, horrifically, that, that poor woman who died in, in hospital in the emergency room in Nova Scotia, you know, over the winter break. So, so you know, no province can really say no to the money. And add to that, you know, I was talking to uh, Dominic Leblanc yesterday, the Minister for Intergovernmental Affairs. He was very key, uh, key in negotiations. He was working the phones with the with the premiers and the provincial teams leading up to leading up to to yesterday. And you know, I said to him, the, the provinces are obviously disappointed. You know, he, could they come back to you if they if they look at this agreement and come back to you with a different dollar figure? Is there wiggle room? And and you know, he had a roundabout answer of saying no. And so I put it back to him. So, so the money is what it is. And he said, yeah, the money is what it is. It's, it's a lot at the end of the day, it is $196.1 billion over 10 years. And that is a lot of money. So I don't know if the provinces uh, have much more room to gain, uh, nor are they in the position to say no. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I mean, the prime minister during the news conference was asked a couple of times, you know, is this your final offer? And, yeah. uh, you know, he, he, he basically said he kept repeating the amount. I mean, here's the amount. Uh, we think they can do a lot with this and so on. So it sounds like it is kind of a take it or leave it offer. Uh, and now they're going to go off and talk about it, right? Yeah, yeah, they they are, and you know, the, the the there was a rough timeline on that. I think uh, Blaine Higgs at one point said uh, it would be on Friday where the premiers would 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 hash it out as a group once again. Uh, although I, I don't know if that's a hard and fast deadline. It seems that it it will be within a week that they're going to uh, perhaps come back with a with a different response, uh, perhaps harder than what we saw yesterday. It, but they are going to talk about it. But you're right. Like, I mean, the, the prime minister, when you say, is that your final answer? As yeah. if it was a game show. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. no. <laughs> Ultimately, it is the final answer. Mm -hmm. And so you, I think what you're now going to have to look at are those side agreements, right? Because those are, uh, at the end of the day, worth billions of dollars on their own. So I, I think that's more what you're looking at, as opposed to the federal government raising the, the actual new funding that the premiers were eyeing. And so do they seem pleased with the side agreements, which uh, cover things like uh, mental health and uh, services that maybe a province uh, would want that another province wouldn't necessarily want? Like, did they have positive things to say about these side agreements? Well, you know, Blaine, I, I spoke to only Blaine Higgs yesterday, one-on-one, mm -hmm. uh, -on -one, and, you know, he 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 is, uh, to some extent, happy about it, because, it, yeah, to your point, each province has uh, different priorities, and when you look at New Brunswick's priority, for example, uh, they haven't uh, have uh, an aging population, perhaps more than than many other provinces, so that is something that they can put the money towards, so, so yes, that's it. Uh, uh, that does re relieve the pressure valve to some extent. Um, but, you know, Premier Higgs was also uh, saying, we're going to have to look at how we deliver things. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, and I said, are we talking about privatization? What do you mean? He goes, well, we're talking about innovation. We're talking about new technology. But without a doubt, I think there will be jurisdictions that are going to have to uh, be happy with this ideal, or at least are perhaps hopeful about what this ideals may, may accomplish. But, you know, if they are expecting more and it's a shortfall of what their expectation, their hope was to, to jump off of what we heard from Premier Higgs, every province is going to have to figure out, well, then what, what, e what equals innovation? How do we take the resources that we have and deliver healthcare 
to our jurisdictions. In Ontario's case, as you know, already the, the, the controversy about turning to more private providers, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not the only jurisdiction to do that. So I, I, there is, I guess, hope in the side deals, but we're going to, ha- we're going to see, I think, necessarily different ways of delivering health care that some people across this country may be uncomfortable with, but they're all dealing with limited dollars. And it's funny when you mentioned about Doug Ford and his plan to outsource uh, to private clinics some of the procedures that have such a backlog, including cataracts and knee surgery and stuff. That didn't seem to come up a lot in in the scrums in terms of uh, the battle between public and private health care. The prime minister seemed to be pretty adamant uh, about saying this is all about protecting public health care. Well, yes and no. It, it's all about protecting the Canada Health Act, right? Yes, and, and, yeah. and, and I think when you look at the Canada Health Act, I, I think a lot of Canadians equate that with public health care because it is right. the basis of our public health care system. Except that when you actually look at the wording of it, and, and, and you know, I'm paraphrasing, I don't have it in front yeah. of me, they're not actually disallowing private care. What they're talking about is reasonable access for Canadians without without creating a financial impediment. That's not necessarily disallowing private care, because as you know, if you go to the several, because there's not just one national healthcare system in this country, there are several provincial healthcare mm-hmm. and territorial healthcare systems in this country. Private providers are a part of it. In just about every jurisdiction, the, you know, the extent of it is, is what you gotta look at. But you know, by the very fact that you and I, for example, you having grown up in Quebec, me having grown up in Ontario, mm-hmm. we are used to this pro- model of uh, doctors who are essentially private providers. Exactly. So, so the Health Act is about providing access. It's not about disallowing private health care. So I think that's that will be an interesting part of the debate to be following. And, and I understand that uh, the health minister, Jean-Yves Duclos, will be writing to all the pr- uh, premiers today to say, OK, so what what do you think? Do you want to take it? Do you want to leave it? So there's really a time opportunity here, like a bird in the hand. Uh, and and it, from what the prime minister was saying in, in his scrum yesterday, it sounded like he was already sussing out that some people, some premiers are, are going to take it. Yeah, yeah, and I, 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 and I don't know what kind of, uh, you know, behind the door conversations have been had, but I think, you know, again, it is still whether or not it's what the premiers wanted, a lot of money, uh, and people are up against their budgets. You know, the, you know, uh, the, the federal government wants to have this all deal signed before they table their federal budget. The provinces are going to ha- have to factor in what the money means for their projections. So, so I think that, you know, when you talk about there's a there's a time limit. Yeah, there, there is. And part of that is the fact that you need to, to future cast as to what's going to happen 12 months down the road and five years down the road. And also just the public out there. If this kind of went on for a couple more weeks, I mean, people, <laughs> you know, they'd be hitting the barricades, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, what's interesting was that Ipsos Reid poll that came out earlier this week, right? Because of, of the, the, I, I, I'm forgetting the number, but the majority of Canadians basically said they believe that the provinces do need to be more accountable for the money, which it goes into the federal government's argument. But I think if you extrapolate from that, it also means that, you know, they just want solutions and they're looking at the money and they think they're, it seems they believe that the, the, this money should be able to bring about some type of solution. And that, if you if you put that against the federal government's argument, it kind of it kind of bolsters almost the, the, the philosophy with which they're approaching all of this right now. 
Well, it'll be interesting to watch what happens in the next couple of days. But my prediction is that they'll all sign it. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we'll yeah. have to see, right? Like I say, a bird in the hand. And the approach is not so different than, say, what Jim Flaherty did in 2011 in December. He basically put them all in a room and said, here's the deal. Um, you know, it's not all the fanfare of a Paul Martin in 2004. But like you say, they're going to go back. They're going to look at the numbers. And they, I think they'll eat the cake. Well, you know, and again, who can afford to say no right now? If if you need to, if you need resources, if you, if you need to hire more people, if you need to secure more salaries, who's in the position to say no to more money, even if it's not the dollar figure that you were looking for? Exactly. Well, thanks so much, Michael, and uh, and we'll talk to you soon. That was Michael yeah. Serapio, host of CPAC's Primetime Politics. As leaders, we've come together to deliver tangible actions and outcomes today while building a more modern system to ensure results for all Canadians for the future. Now, let's take a look at what political columnists and commentators are saying today. Writing about the federal offer on healthcare funding, the National Post, John Iveson says, the Premier should, quote, take the money and run. The Premiers will howl, but there are enough spoonfuls of sugar to help the medicine go down in the short term. The Canada health transfer is calculated on a moving three-year average of economic growth. Because the economy came roaring back after the pandemic, health transfers were already set to increase by 9.3% or $4.2 billion to $49.4 billion next year. The feds have added an additional $2 billion top-up as a sweetener to clear post-pandemic backlogs and have guaranteed that in future, Canada health transfer increases will not fall below 5% a year. Since health spending increases averaged 4% a year in the decade before the pandemic, this should be a manageable allocation. And Navigators' Tasha Carradine lays out an argument calling on the Liberal government to reform bail laws. She writes, Tories enacted a tough-on-crime agenda coupled with protection of victims' rights. While some reforms were struck down by the courts, others were walked back by the Liberals, leaving them vulnerable now that crime is surging under their watch. If they don't want a repeat of 2006, the Liberals should tighten bail restrictions and bring in charter-proofed versions of some Tory reforms that didn't survive court challenges, including mandatory minimums for crimes involving guns. But this just isn't about votes. Canadians deserve to feel safe boarding the streetcar or the SkyTrain or wherever they happen to be. Now, here's what's happening on the Hill and elsewhere today. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau will attend the weekly caucus meeting ahead of question period. He is also set to meet with PEI Premier Dennis King this afternoon. And the Prime Minister will deliver remarks at a Black History Month reception tonight. Minister of Housing and Diversity and Inclusion, Ahmed Hussein, and the Minister for Women and Gender Equality and Youth, Marcy Ian, will be out to detail efforts to improve social and economic outcomes in Black communities. Bloc Québécois leader Yves-François Blanchet is holding a press conference to talk about Bill C-282, a private member's bill that aims to protect supply management. And Ministers of Families, Children and Social Development, Karina Gould, is expected to make an announcement at the Federation of Canadian Municipalities Sustainable Communities Conference that is happening this week in Ottawa. That's CPAC Today in Politics for Wednesday, February 8th. Tune in to Primetime Politics tonight on CPAC for coverage of all the day's events. Our podcast returns tomorrow morning. Have a great day.